Hello, fellow Diz nerds, and welcome to the Couple of Diz Nerds podcast. I am one part of the couple, and my name is Madeline. And I'm Timmy the German. We've got German listeners. You didn't know that? <laughs> Are you German? Maybe a little bit. I'm uh, 23 and <laughs> me shows me as... Everywhere from Europe. Perfect. We are so happy to be back with you. We are sorry that we missed an episode last week. It's been a little bit crazy lately. Midterms. But. Not elections either. (laughs) But we are back better than ever and we are ready to talk to you about all things Disney pins. Is this where I hit the intro? I would. Okay. So, actually, Tim, you're going to find this quite surprising. When I did a bunch of polls on our Instagram and brought this topic up for the first time, there were a lot of people who actually didn't even know what Disney pins were. What? I know, you're hearing that information for the first time, and you are shocked. It's not like we took three other takes before this that we deleted. (laughs) Anyway, a lot of people weren't really sure what Disney pins actually were, so I think we should start off there. Obviously, they are pins themed about disney wow way to just repeat exactly what's in the title yes but the more important part is that you can actually trade at the parks could once upon a time yes Yes. before covid so let's start by talking about when they started what they are and all that kind of stuff so a little backstory Disney pins and pin trading actually began in October of 1999, and the whole point was to kind of launch this Millennium Celebration pin. I had heard that before. That was in Epcot to celebrate the... That's where they put the hand over the ball. Yep, exactly. And that was the first time that Disney had really made... Like, mass-produced these pins with the intent of having them become something that could be traded at the park and whatnot. Yeah, so here's a fun fact about pins, too. They used to do Olympic pins, too. So for all the Olympics, they used to have pins before I that. I actually vaguely remember those. That people would collect to say they've been to all the different Olympics. Yeah. Or they had, like, from ones from different athletes for participation. Yeah, I, but, I remember that a little bit. I was really young, but I do remember seeing the pins that had somewhat of the Olympic theming to yeah, them. Yeah, so pins have been, uh, trading pins have been a long, uh, thing long before Disney. But Disney according to you, started in 1999. Yeah, I mean, there were pins created for Disney before that, but this was the first time that there was really the emphasis on trading pins. Like, not only are you going to buy this pin, and it, it maybe it's a collectible or not, but were, they were also producing pins with the, again, intent of you trading them with either other people at the park or cast members, whatever. So I kind of want to start off by talking about how did we get into the pin game. Well, it was 2008, mm-hmm. back in my day, when I was just yay big, and I got hit in the eye with a plate at Rosen Crown, and what? yeah, you never heard this story? No. Oh, so yeah. Oh, my parents bought me like a starter set pins. Actually, it came with their Visa card, their Disney Visa card. So we yeah, got starter sets. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you had the starter set. Yeah, so we had a starter set, mm-hmm. blue, uh, oh, what are they called? Lanyard. Lanyard. Yeah. Blue lanyard. And, uh, like, four pins on it. And then I was sitting at my foot, as I still do to this day, as I am right now. And I leaned in at Rosen Crown while she was picking up plates, and she hit me in the eyeball. And to say, sorry, she brought me a bunch of cast uh, pins. 
and I got a whole bag of them, both me and my sister, although wow. we split them, and that was a little bit of Disney magic, and now I'm addicted, so it kind of paid off for Disney. Yeah, wow, that's a really cool story. My story for how I got involved in pin trading is actually not as intense. I, we were going down, I think I was nine, maybe? We were going down to Disney, and my parents actually, when we got down there, I saw the lanyard. It was like a indigo blue, and it had the castle on it in different kind of font across the lanyard. And I remember just telling my parents that I really, really liked it, and they bought it for me. And then I was kind of involved in the pin game, if you will. I didn't really have any pins when I first started. I think my parents bought me, like, two at the pin trading post. Um... But my brother actually was even more so into the pin game. He really loved all of the Disney villains. So any time that we saw any villain pin, pretty much anywhere, uh, he bought it and we got we got pretty invested with trading. My favorite part, I would say, of the pin trading is the trading, honestly. I remember as a little kid, I would love to go up to the cast members. And even the times that you and I have been to Disney, one of our favorite things to do is just go up to the different cast members and ask if they'll trade. Yeah, so that's one of the... It makes... For me, I, I can't walk aimlessly. I know you're you're like a, a, a stroll person where you could just go for a stroll. Mm -hmm. I like to have a goal. So it works out really well for us at Disney because we'll walk around the entire Epcot circle and we'll go in every store and ask employees to trade with us. Mm -hmm. So it gives me a mission and it allows you to go on a stroll. Yes. I also found, when I first started pins, I really just would collect whatever I could find slash whatever I liked. But as Tim and I got more into the pin game, <laughs> um, you kind of start to realize that there are a lot of different types of pins and they actually, there Hold are Hold on, sets. let's put a pin in that. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just really wanted to use that joke, and I didn't see an opportunity throughout the podcast, <laughs> so I just used it randomly. Yeah, okay, just continue. go for it. I, so it's interesting. When I first started collecting pins, I would literally only collect pins that were, I think at the time my favorite Disney princess was Aurora from Sleeping Beauty, so I would only really collect pins that were Aurora-themed. Um, and then I started to find out that there were actually sets, meaning, why don't you, I feel like you would be better at describing, like, what a pin set is. Yeah, so back in the early days of pin trading, they had cast member pins. Mm -hmm. And those were pins that you couldn't buy, but cast members would have on their lanyards to trade. So that added an element of exclusivity. Then Disney started introducing hidden Mickey pin sets in which there's a general theme Oh, we'll take one, for example, that's one of my favorites, which is uh, in Finding Nemo, all the fish are in bags at the end that escape the dentist's office. They have a pin set of all the fish, like gill, bubbles, flow. They're all in their uh, fish bags. And they have a whole set of all the fish in their fish bags. And they're called Hidden Mickey sets. And what they are is there's seven, eight pins to a set, all themed to one specific thing. And they kind of give you an objective to collect. So I might be going for the fish bag series. Or there's the teacups. Or there's uh, princesses calling you on an iPhone set. Yes. And the cool thing about the sets is, A, I don't know. I just want to jump back really quickly, actually. What you said hidden Mickey. What does that mean for anybody that doesn't know? Right. So that's how they signify that they're, they're a set is they'll have a little 
they used to have a little Mickey on them somewhere. Mm -hmm. And these are also pins that you can't buy, so Disney just puts them out for trade. Yep. And then you have to walk around and collect them from the pins that you... Yep. That you... And sometimes if you're lucky, on the back it'll actually say, like, one of six. Right. You know, or something. So you know how many to actually collect in that set. The total would be six, obviously. But sometimes they have what's called the finisher pins, which are usually... Or chasers. Chasers, right. Which are usually all silver, and they kind of are the, the final piece of the set. Not every set has them, but some do. Um, and they're often the more difficult to find. It, depending on the set. So yes. the fish bag one that I mentioned, Nemo and Bubbles are hard to find. So there'll be some really common ones that they reel you in with. So yep. there might be a thousand gills that you see. Yep. Uh, but Nemo and Bubbles are really hard to find. So you really have to search and hunt around for it. Yeah, and I would also say the sets... So it's interesting. If the older the set is, the more difficult it is to find in the parks just aimlessly kind of trading. Meaning, if there's a set that's like probably 10, 20 years old, you're going to have a hard time finding that on someone's lanyard who's a cast member. Right. That's going to be difficult. It does happen, but it is going to be difficult. Whereas if Disney just released a, you know, I'm making this up, but an Encanto set, that's probably really popular right now. You know what wouldn't be on an Encanto set, though? What? Bruno. Because we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, guys, we know the song. We haven't seen the movie. We're working on it. We're working. It's on the, it's on the hit Horrible list. Disney fans. We are. But anyway... Um, but that's kind of how you can tell. And it's one of those things that regardless of if you're going for a set that's really common, uh, you know, I remember one time we went down and Moana had just been released. Every pin was basically Moana, something to do with Moana because Disney was, you know, pushing Moana pretty heavy at the time. And I actually was collecting a set you were? for Moana. I was. Was and it? You were? You overlapped with me. Oh, well... Even that set was still difficult to find. Like the, the, the more difficult pins, they were still hard to find. It was a it was a common set. It was a movie that had just been released, and we still struggled. And that's the fun in it, though, is that you have yeah. to walk around the Disney parks. We will do something called that we call hotel hopping, where we'll go from hotel to hotel, going to the concierge's desk and their uh, gift shop I'm to ask to see their pin hotel ports. hopping, just in case people thought that we were like bouncing on a pogo stick in the hotel. Yeah. Isn't that what normal hotel hopping is? <laughs> You're very cute. Uh, yes, but we do go hotel hopping, and that's exactly what we do. We go to the front desk, we ask for the Can pin Can we board. see your pin book? Yep. We ask for the pin book, and we trade. So, oh man, this was the actual opportunity to use it. Let's put a pin in that, and just go off on a side tangent about where can you find pins not on cast members? So, every pretty much every resort has a pin book. How do you, you get them, though? At the resort. You do have to ask. You have to Who go up to ask? the front desk. Um, anybody who's working the front desk can typically get you the pin book or the pin uh, board that that hotel has. Um, that's a great way to find pins. It used to be back in the day, and maybe this will make its way back post-COVID, um, there used to be just pin traders as soon as you walked in Epcot. You would walk in. I think that's more of an Epcot construction thing. But these were non-Disney associated I pin think, traders. I think... COVID interrupted that because people weren't getting us in close yeah. contact. But now that things are hopefully 
going back to normal. Um, that's something that will return once Epcot's construction is also complete. So what you would do is you would walk in, and I believe it was to the right, almost right in front of that, the Starbucks in Epcot. Yep, right near the pin trading station. Yep. You after you walk past the ball. Literally people would sit there with, with books giant books. books of pins, and you would go up and you could trade. Now the thing about the Epcot traders that I think everyone should be somewhat aware of is it's not like trading with a cast member. So, so how does it work with a cast member? Yeah, when you go up and trade with a cast member, they have to trade with you. <laughs> Even if they really want to keep the, the pin that you're asking for, they have to trade with you um, if you ask. So I've had instances where we walk up to cast members and I ask to trade like a rare pin that I see, and they're like, mm-hmm. shoot, I was going to put that in my pocket, but it wasn't quick enough. Yeah. So anytime you go up to them and ask to trade, they have to trade with you. The difference here is when you go up to the Epcot traders, they do not yeah, yeah, they do not have to trade with you. Their collection that they've brought is their personal collection and it's pins that m- matter to them some for the most part. Right. Um so when you go up and you trade with them, unless you're giving a pin of equal value, they will actually tell you no. And Tim and I have seen it quite a few times with younger kids who don't really understand the rarity of the pins or are just kind of doing it for fun because they're in Disney, whatever. They have gone up to the Epcot traders and asked to trade. And the Epcot traders are always very polite and respectful, but but they will say no. Um, and sometimes the kids leave looking devastated, like, oh, you didn't trade with me. Like, I wanted that pin. And they don't really understand that, you know, for the traders at Epcot, this is a big deal. They're not going to trade something for a pin of way less value. And, I mean, none of the pins, most of the pins aren't worth a whole lot. Meaning, no. they're all normally under $100 if you wanted to buy any of them individually. Exactly. By value, we mean, like, you have to walk around the Epcot mm-hmm. 10, 10 days or whatever to go searching before you'd actually find a pin like this. Yes, exactly. And that's kind of the other fun in, even if you're not finding pins that are in your set, as you get more into it, you realize, oh, like Stitch. Stitch is a really rare character that people really like, so the pin traders will trade you for Stitch. Ugh. Stitch is a... Okay, guys, I'm sorry. This is coming out in the pin episode. This is a total side tangent, but my favorite Disney character is Lilo from Lilo and Stitch, and it is devastating when I go to pin trade, the amount of pins dedicated solely to Stitch, there are none for Lilo. I know that this is a total tangent, but when we actually went for our engagement trip, I was actually, I was able to buy a lanyard that I was strictly theming for Lilo pins. I found maybe four the entire trip. Every pin was for Stitch. They had none that were just Lilo. And even the pins that I did get for the Lilo lanyard, they all had Stitch somewhere on them. Because... I know, but just like, come on. Sorry, that was my little side tangent about my... We're putting a pin in that one. <laughs> um, so I also wanted to talk about, Tim, what lanyards do we have? Because I think that's kind of another fun thing. So as we've gotten more into the pin trading community, we've actually created lanyards that are kind of... Themed. Themed, if you will. And I think that's actually been super fun because that's been something that we just started in, in more recent years. Yeah, so there, there's different types of collectors, right? Like we're a hidden Mickey, hidden Mickey collector. So we collect hidden Mickey sets. Yep. But there's also people who will collect error pins. So pins that have errors on them. Yep. Uh, 
Or there's people that will collect event pins. So they want pins from specific events that they've been to. Yep. Uh, so you can theme your lanyard in any way. It doesn't have to be hidden, Mickey said. For instance, I have a lanyard with Zerg on it. And then I have all my buzz pins on it. It's so an awesome lanyard. All my rare buzz pins that I have, they're all attached to that lanyard. And that's the one that I'll use in the park uh, to kind of show off and flex a little bit. <laughs> I have the Lilo lanyard that I was telling you guys about, which I have all my Lilo pins on. There's only four of them, but still. We have a United States-themed one, so pins that have the U.S. flag on it with yep. a U.S. flag lanyard. That one's a really fun one. I think when you theme your lanyard, it kind of it's very aesthetically pleasing because all of your thim, all of your pins have colors that are complementary of each other. So I like the theming lanyards, but you'll see a lot of people around the park that really just collect pins of stuff that they like. There's no theme to it. They're not going for sets. They're just kind of going for whatever they see that they find interesting, and they, they grab that. I also have a pink mini lanyard, and that is my lanyard that I actually wear that is for my sets that I'm actively looking for. I typically go for older sets, sets that were like early 2000s. Um, cause I just, I like the challenge of finding rare I like the pins. instant gratification of going for pin sets yeah, that are really Tim common. Yeah, Tim goes for much more common sets. I go for as many sets as possible. That's my problem. I'll, I, I'll have, I'll be working on like 15 or 16 different sets. Yeah. I am going on my seventh year of searching for for one set my longest set that i looked for was the fish bag set and that i started in 2008 and finished in 20 uh 17 or 18 17 i think 17 i have been working on a mug set with the original squad for disney meaning like mickey Minnie, donald Big Pluto. Four. yeah i have been working on that their their faces are on different coffee mugs i have been working on that set for the past since 2016 yeah so let's talk about the best places to trade i would say best places to trade it kind of depends on what you're looking for but for me it's epcot with the pin traders you can always find what you're actually looking for and here's your strategic attack right you go up to the pin traders you identify what pins you need from them scope out what they're looking for ask them talk to them they will tell you what they're looking for yeah, uh, like or they if they're might, willing to trade. They might say, oh, I'm looking for anything Aladdin-themed, or I'm right. looking for anything Stitch-themed. Or Exactly. And then what you do is you walk around the entire World Showcase, you go in every single gift shop, and you ask yep. all the, the cast members if you could trade with them, and you collect all the pins and then uh, from the whole showcase, and then come back to them and propose a trade. Yeah. Gift shops, actually, that you mentioned that, gift shops are another great place to do pin trading because they have a lot, they usually have lots of cast members. And sometimes and... pin boards. Exactly. So, like, Norway has a shield yep. that'll sit outside of the bakery yep. that has pins on it. Yeah. So, I would say hotels. Hotels actually are not that great to find pins, if I'm being on honest. On the they monorail ha- loop, it's fun because it's quick. You get no, on the monorail and he, then you bounce around. For me, it's not that. For me, it's it's not a quickness thing. It's more so by the time you actually get to see... speed thing. No. It's more so by the time you actually get to see the pin board. The pins that are on it are very common. Usually pins that I've seen pretty much everywhere else. Like the so, stupid stick figures. Oh my gosh, they're everywhere. I'm so tired of seeing stick figures. I know. Although, if you ever see the pig, trade for the pig... Uh, Stick figure, because that one's rare. Yeah. So, I would say best place, for me personally, would be with Epcot with 
the actual pin traders because I just think you can you not only will you get to trade for things that you really want but looking through other people's pin books who take it seriously and have really amazing pins yeah we'll see so people fun. come in with entire suitcases who fly in with an entire suitcase yep. of pins and they'll walk in the park with an entire suitcase and then they set up for the day and they sit there Sometimes they don't even want to trade some of their pins. They just want to show off their pin collection. I think we made friends with Mike through, through pin trading. Pin trading. We yeah. did. We, one time when we went to Disney, we made friends with a guy named Mike. Shout out if you're listening. Um, he was, I believe, from Canada. And we really hit it off. We ended up going to dinner with him and the fireworks just Fantastic. from hanging out in the park. Yep. Um, and we, we hit it off really well because we were actually talking about trading pins at the Epcot Pin Traders. So yeah. it's also a great way to meet people and and find a community a little bit so the other thing i wanted to talk about was our magical pin story well we have multiple we do have multiple but there's like getting one... hit in the eye with a plate yeah i wasn't there for that there's one that stands out though you're talking about my fish bag story no oh yeah so i'll just tell it talking about my buzz b no okay yeah so we it was awkward. our first it was our first trip to Disney together, the trip that I got sick on. If you haven't le- heard that episode, go back, listen to it. It's pretty funny. Um, it was our last night at the parks, and it was actually our last, like, hour at the parks. So my birthday is January 1st, and we went to the park for January 1st. Tim took me to, to breakfast at the Grand Floridian Cafe. We had a couple hours that we were in the park, and then his parents were actually going to come and pick us up from the park, and we were going to start our drive back up to New Jersey. It was our last hour. We were in Magic Kingdom getting ready for his parents to come. And as we were walking to the front of the park to actually leave, we stopped in the Emporium. And I had been hunting for the last pin in the set that I was looking for. Jasmine And it was, yep. And it was, the set was, they looked like little iPhones with different princesses And the hidden Mickey is the home button, back when the iPhone had the home button. But I always thought that was cute, too. Yes. So, it's literally these different little iPhones. They look like the iPhone 4, if any of you remember what that looks like. And the princesses were on the screen. And I was looking for one more pin in that set. It was an older set, even at that time. It was, like, eight years old at that point. I was looking for Jasmine. We went into the Emporium. We were walking around, buying some last-minute souvenirs. I saw a cast member. I just randomly... Tim actually was the one that was like, oh, can we trade with you? And I'm like, oh, she's not really going to have anything. Like, I go for difficult sets. We're in the Emporium. There's not probably going to be that many great pins in here. And we start, she takes her lanyard, or her little, she had like a little side patch that she hung on her belt. She kind of swung it over so that we could see the pins. And I looked down, and there was the Jasmine iPhone pin. Literally, as we were leaving the park, like, leaving the Emporium, done with the trip, I was flabbergasted. It really was Disney magic. It was really Disney magic. There is no other way to describe it because that set was not even remotely in circulation. I hadn't even seen one other person with the Disney iPhone, like, princess collection at all. So it's little moments like that, to me, that... That make the hunt worth it. Yeah, that make make the hunt worth it, but also just it does kind of make you believe a little bit in the Disney magic. It's like, okay, I know that in reality and the logical side of my brain, that was very much just a crazy coincidence, but it does feel really cool being in Disney World to have something like that happen. It's like, oh my gosh, like that was really awesome, and that's such a fun story that I now have and I get to tell. So I think 
pin trading just adds to your trip. It's also a great activity, not that we're parents yet, but it's also a great activity to do with kids. It's really nice because if you have an off moment where you're going to the hotel or if you're having, you know, you're waiting in line at a ride or you're just kind of walking around, it's something that the kids can do while at Disney that's still Disney themed that doesn't involve like a ride or food or something like that. And there's a circulating like inventory, right? Mm -hmm. So like the kids can trade and then when they get tired of the one that they've had on their lanyard, they can trade it away for a new one and it doesn't cost like money. Exactly. And I think for kids too, it, it does bring in that tie of instant gratification. I can go up to a cast member. I can see their pins. I can pick out one that I want. I can trade for it. I can do that again and again and again and again. And even the cleaning crew has pins at Magic Kingdom. Most cast members have I always pins. feel bad trading with them because they always have to take their gloves off to trade. Mm-hmm. Oof. Always feel bad. But I still stop them because I love pin trading. Yeah. Hopefully they bring it back. They've introduced new uh, blind trade locations, which are like what look like advent calendars, except they have boxes that have pins in them instead of having cast members with pins oh my gosh interesting. i hope they bring back cast member trading though because it was really so much fun just walking around all the parks so that's actually another thing that we should talk about the cast member trading is very very different from the times that we've been there right they have a pin in that see i got a lot of mileage out of this joke you really did Yeah, they, so it used to be like we were talking about, it used to be that you could pretty much go up and trade with any of the cast members. It's not really like that right now. Um, Hopefully that is something that comes back to Disney, but right now they're, they kind of jumped ship on the pin trading in terms of cast members participating. Yeah, and it's disappointing. It's disappointing and it's also just weird. Like, I don't really know what the point is because I don't think the pin trading was in any way, shape or form losing them money. So I'm not sure why you would take something away from Disney. I think it had to do with COVID, Yep. but hopefully it's not something that dies just because of the COVID hit it. (laughs) I I am with you. I hope they don't. I hope they bring it back. Yeah. It was one of my favorite activities to do. I do too. We I could spend a day in the park going on no rides, just walking around oh, pin trading. And all day. we have done that. We have done that. We have gone to Epcot and either just walked the world showcase. There was one day that we brought our pin board and we sat with the traders. Just got Starbucks, sat with the traders, yep. had a board. It was so fun. It was so fun. So I think you know what time it is, Tim. Let's do fun fact. Did you know that there's special devices on Main Street? That actually put that nice smell on Main Street uh, in Disney World and Disneyland. Really? They're called Smellitzers. And even in uh, Golden Oaks, which is Disney's private real estate uh, on property, they also equip those homes with Smellitzers. And what it is is basically like a giant bar that has smell in it. And then they blow a fan through it out into the street. That way Main Street USA always smells really nice and not like hot sweaty people that is really interesting because as you walk down main street there have been times that i walk down main street usa and i'm like wow it really smells nice which is odd because there's so many people everybody's sweating you'd think that it would get kind of like a smunky a funky smell rather and it really never does it always smells quite nice so i don't know how disney does it well now i do but Smellitzers, that's how they do it? Yeah, I thought that maybe it was just like everybody 
was wearing good deodorant. I don't nope. know. I, I couldn't explain it. And they do it themed as well. So on Christmas, they'll have peppermint. Oh. You know, things like that. Interesting. That's a good fun fact, Tim. Thank you. That's pretty fun, right? It is very fun. But we know what time it is now. It's time for Q&A. So we actually got some really awesome questions this week uh, having to do with pin trading and also having to do with a couple other things. So the first question actually came from my mom, Tamara, and she asked, how do you plan the perfect Disney trip? And I have to tell you. It's changing. Yes. And we are going to put a pin in this because we actually had a lot of people who the main topic that they wanted us to do an episode on was how to plan a Disney trip. So I think that we should actually make this its own episode because we've had quite a bit of interest in that topic. There you go. There's our next episode. Yeah. So uh, going on to the next question, which is your favorite park to trade pins in? And this is a question from Andrew. I, so I have a vivid memory and I have not seen it since that Animal Kingdom had a trash can. Where the janitor is walking around, all four sides were pin boards. Yeah, but it only comes out once a day, and if you miss it, you miss it. And they don't tell you where it is. And even they don't if you tell ask. you where it you is. You just have to walk into it for the Disney magic. Literally. But I, we hit it once. Do I, you remember? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things where I was just walking around, I found it. Hold on, I feel like we didn't explain that well. They have a trash can that they decorate with pins in Animal Kingdom. Fake trash the, can, obviously. It's a fake trash can. But the, the catch of it is that there are a ton of pins on it. But it only comes out once a day. Nobody tells you where in Animal Kingdom it's going to be. and Or what time it's coming out. Exactly. And it's out. It's out for normally like 15 or 20 minutes. People come up, they trade, do whatever, and then it's done for the day. So it's kind of like you have to, it really is like a catch as catch can kind of thing. Because there are so many different pins on it. And it's said that there's a bunch of like rare, really exclusive pins on the trash can. Yep. So that's yeah. one of my favorite ones to try to catch. Anytime yeah. we're in Animal Kingdom, I'm always it's so hard trying though. to throw people Benjamins. Hey, you know when the <laughs> trash can is coming. Well, it's funny because you'll kind of hear people buzzing about it. Like if the trash can was spotted. People in the know know. Yeah, if the trash can was spotted or people think it might be coming out, there's kind of like this buzz in Animal Kingdom of people like, oh my gosh, I think the trash can's coming out. So it is really quite fun is there anywhere else that you really like to trade well obviously we talked about the epcot showcase yeah i so i would say i'm gonna get really specific with my trading um one of my favorite places to trade just because a i love the hotel if you're gonna say grand floridian i'm, I'm gonna actually strongly not disagree. i'm actually not gonna say grand floridian what are you gonna say i am gonna say boardwalk i love going to boardwalk the resort and trading in their lobby Yep. Because, A, it's a reason to go to Boardwalk and kind of walk down there and do all that stuff. But, B, I don't know. I've always had really good experience with them actually being a hotel that has really good pins. And I think it's because not that many people go there. Really, only the people that are staying there go there. Okay, here's the pro tip right now. And <laughs> I'm only going to tell this to the podcast people. This podcast may the be Disney deleted. Nerds. Yeah, this podcast, for all you Disney nerds out there, all the true fans that are listening to this early uh-huh. before we blow up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's the pro tip: Rosen Crown. Their board at the the oh, desk where you check in always has good pins, and then their gift shop always has good pins. And then you bounce out of there. You go to the Yachtsman for lunch. Yep. And then you stop in at the Boardwalk, get some AC Yachtsman for lunch, check their pins out, and you come back. You finish the World Showcase after yes. that. 
there's something about Boardwalk, I will say, I will say specifically, and Yacht Club. They are resorts that, A, they're DVC, so a lot of the people there have really a passion for Disney and have really good pins, A, and B, not a lot of people go to those resorts. So a lot of you, including Tim, thought that maybe I was going to say, oh my gosh, Grand Floridian, it's so great to drive mm-hmm. there. But it's actually not because a lot of people go to the Grand Floridian also because for the Grand Floridian specifically, they have stores in the Grand Floridian. So a lot of people are walking over there or going there on the monorail loop to visit the stores and, oh yeah, I'll trade pins while I'm here. Kind of the same thing with the Polynesian, the Contemporary, very very similar. They're on the monorail loop, so people are going to them even if they're not staying there. It's the resorts that no one's really going to unless they're staying at those resorts that typically have really good pins. Also, another pro tip. This is why this podcast might be deleted. These are This is pro tip after pro tip after pro tip. Yeah, we're sharing too Every much. Every gift shop, ask if they have a pin board. Most of them do. Most of them do. In the theme yep. park, in the hotels, they and it all does, do. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, even if it's a gift shop that, that has more, like, clothing, they'll still have a pin board. Yep. If it's a Disney gift shop, they will still have a Sometimes pin board. Sometimes they keep it in the drawer. Yep. Uh, you just got to ask and they'll have it. And There's even you- one at the convenience store at Boardwalk. The store that it sells kind of yep. like the souvenirs and stuff, but it also sells a lot of like, you know, toothpaste, toothbrushes, milk, yep. that kind of stuff. They have a pin board. Um, the next question comes from Juliana and it says, do pins have different rarity? Yes, they do. Yes. Like we mentioned before, there's some in the set that they purposely withhold or make less of to make it harder to find and complete the set. Yep. So they're, and you'll hear the buzz around. Yeah. Oh, do you have, you know... Do you have Nemo? Do you have Gil? Like, oh, and you'll figure out which ones are the rare ones in the set. For the ones that are all the uh, astrological signs, Gemini is really hard to find. Yes. There's oh. al- alphabet ones, and, like, J is really difficult to find. Yep. So you'll you'll kind of get a feel for it as you're trying to collect the set. You'll see people be like, oh, my God, like, I have ABC, but yes. I don't have J. Yep. And that's the hard one to get. Yeah, for example, the mugs that I was talking about from before, I have mini and one other one, but the more difficult one to find is the Goofy mug. Um, so, obviously, the set is a little bit difficult in itself, but there are pins, as Tim said before, that even within certain sets are really hard to find. And then she also asked another great question that I really liked, which was, what is your favorite pin of all time that you would never trade? I have two. And these are from the original Hit in the Eye uh, pack that I got. I traded away some of them because I was a kid and I wanted to trade pins. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them is my Splash Mountain one where they show uh, Mickey, Pluto, Donald, and Goofy sliding down in the log flume. And you can move the log flume up and down, uh, and you can slide and make a little splash. And then I also have a Donald Duck that reminds me of my dad. Uh, and he's missed the golf ball a couple of times, and you can swing his golf club back and forth as he's about to swing again in anger. <laughs> That's really cute. I would never trade. I have a couple. I would never trade. I think who got us the inside out pin? Elizabeth. I, that's she what left I it thought. there after yep. our engagement. Yes. I would never trade the pin. Um, it's this, it's, it's an inside out 
movie pin, but you can rotate this little wheel and it comes up and with this like is today anger, I'm sadness. feeling, and then yeah. you go through the different inside out. Yes, characters. and Tim's sister Elizabeth, shout out to Elizabeth, got us that pin after we got engaged, and it just means a lot to me. It, it's just really sweet, and it's a really core memory because fun fact: the day we got engaged, I was actually wearing a T-shirt that said "Today is a core memory day." At my suggestion. <laughs> yes. So I would never trade that one. I would also never trade, um, I have a mini with glasses on that says, I love nerds, that Tim got for me. And I have the other one. And he that has the other one that says, like, nerd I'm a nerd. Yeah, nerd alert or something. And he got those for us the first time we ever went to Disney together. Uh, he traded for them, and they're on each of our lanyards, and I just love them. No matter what themed one we're wearing, we always attach that one. Yes. And I would also never trade, there's one that I have... Uh, of Mickey and Minnie dressed up as Mary Poppins and Bert, and they're on a tandem bicycle. Oh, yeah. And that one we actually bought because we yeah, liked it so much. Yeah, because I liked it so much. I would never trade that one. So, those are my three. That's what I, I... If I could give Disney any advice here, I would say hit more children in the eye and give them pins because they'll <laughs> become addicted for life. <laughs> Very true. Um, so, before we kind of close out today's episode, I did want to give a couple announcements. Number one, we do have to make a bit of a correction that I have had on our show notes forever that I have forgot to actually address. In a prior episode, we stated that Elsa and Anna were the first was were the first kind of Disney uh, female characters to not have a love interest at the end, and we were wrong. Uh, Merida was actually the first female Disney character to not fall in love at the end of the movie uh, with a prince or anything like that. So we did want to correct that. We told you that the hugs are back with the characters and we are so excited for that. I believe they come back April 18th. I cannot wait to go hug some of my favorite characters. I'm so excited. And our other announcement is... You guys, we are going to Florida for an entire month this summer. And what does that mean? That means a ton of Disney content coming at you. So I asked you guys already on our Instagram because I had kind of teased the idea that I would probably be starting a YouTube channel this summer while we're down in Disney. And all of you, I cannot thank you. So here's the deal, everybody. What I need you to do is message Madeline on a couple of Dis nerds uh instagram uh and have her go through our disney pin collection if you're listening to this and you want that video dm a couple of dis nerds and say i want the pin video i like that idea <laughs> um but back to what i was saying really quick is i asked you guys what you would want to see on youtube if that was something that interested you and i also just want to thank you guys so much for the support we've gained quite a following on our couple of dis nerds account and it's it's just amazing. And Millions such, of followers. Okay. Such a great community that we've established Instagram on there. Instagram famous. We're getting offers of millions and billions of dollars to buy our Instagram okay. and we have to decline. Okay. But the main thing that you guys said you wanted to see actually was daily vlogs at Disney. Wow. So um, that is definitely something that we can make happen now that we're going to be there for an entire month and we have annual passes. So stay tuned. We are so excited. Those were our announcements. And we cannot thank you enough for tuning in to our 14th episode all about Disney pins. If you have any questions, obviously send us a DM on Instagram or comment on any of our posts and we will be happy to address it with love and pixie dust. We'll see you next time.